Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Beautiful Boy in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. Hey everybody, uh, cutting in before the actual episode starts, there's multiple instances where we dis- we reference that we're avoiding spoilers, we're not going to talk about spoilers, but I would say that there's a lot of spoilers in this movie if you haven't seen Beautiful Boy or read the memoir, uh, and they just kind of came out, and so a lot easier to just make it a spoiler episode than to go through and edit everything out, so... Yeah, there's going to be some spoilers, um, and now you've been warned. Also, I don't think his name comes up, but uh, I did this episode uh, with the help of a friend of mine, Avi, and I want to thank him very much for agreeing to be on this episode. Enjoy. Don't ask too many questions, you don't want answers to, you don't like my direction, and I won't follow you. Hi. Hello. How are yeah. you? <laughs> I am fine. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so we're discussing Beautiful War, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just start talking about a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're going to talk. Let's talk about Johnny English instead. That was a weird scene in Beautiful Boy where Johnny with Johnny English <laughs> really didn't fit with the tone of the movie. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> No, but um, today we're talking about Beautiful Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's like, I guess it's, I don't know, I, I, having seen it, I hesitate to could still call it like a big awards contender anymore. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's kind of what it is. Kind of. It's, uh... I'd say it's one award. It's a contender for one award. Like if we're being realistic, mm-hmm. it's Chalamet and that or Chalamet or Bus, basically. Right, I'd agree. And I know there are like it is at a seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe it has gone up, mm-hmm. um, but still kind of low. It's. 69% actually. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know if the film doesn't get in anywhere else. I don't see it really being a contender. Chalamet is someone who might win, like, Critics Awards. Like, that's like a Critics Award type movie. But even then, it's not being received that well. Um, yeah, it's Chalamet or Bust. Maybe Carell, but Carell's probably more likely for, like, a Globe Nom, maybe. yeah. It helps that Chalamet's supporting. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to get that single mm-hmm. nomination as a supporting. Mm-hmm. But even that is is far from a lock. Because uh, I think there's like three people ahead of him. I think E. Grant, Ali, and uh, Elliot are ahead of him. Yeah, I, I would agree. At least, at least those three that yeah. we've seen. And he, he's really, you know, he's on the bubble. He's got Rockwell. Right mm-hmm. behind him, true, and and others. Yeah, so I, I I don't see it as 
a real contender. It's a shame because when it when the trailer first came out, everyone was like, "This is a big contender," and then it just kind of. But I guess this was the casualty of the award season. There's always one. <laughs> yeah, uh, if if not more. Yeah. Uh, so, beautiful boy. Uh, we mentioned Steve Carell. We mentioned uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, mm-hmm. Also stars Mara Tierney, Amy Ryan, and for like three seconds. Yeah, is this going to be spoilers? <laughs> uh, Timothy Hutton. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, no spoilers. Okay, fine. As as best as we can maneuver okay. around them. Yep. <laughs> um, directed by Felix Van Groningen. I guess. Yeah, I think, sure. Groningen. Uh, he's Belgian. Uh, mm-hmm. The only other movie I've seen that he's done is The Broken Circle Breakdown. Which he's was, done other stuff besides that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Broken Circle Breakdown was nominated for Foreign Film back mm-hmm. in, like, 2012. Yep. Uh, which I really liked. So, you know, I was, I was kind, of, kind of looking forward to this. I knew it was going to be a pretty down movie. Either way, but uh, so was Broken Circle Breakdown, and I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that I caught like the Chalamet fever. I thought he was really good in Call Me By Name, but I'm not like Gaga over him mm-hmm. for every little thing he does. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I liked him way more in this than in Call Me By Your Name, and I think you liked him more in Call Me By Your Name than this is yeah. what we figured out. <laughs> yes, I, I would agree. Uh, yeah, I, I so I, I guess I wouldn't say that he's like a draw for me by any stretch, but he's definitely a good actor and he's got mm-hmm. a lot ahead of him, mm-hmm. which is nice. Mm-hmm. So I, I I was even with like the relatively tepid reviews and, mm-hmm. and response, I was pretty interested in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say the same for me. Yeah, uh, and. You saw it before me? Is that right? I saw it. I got to see it. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Depending on when this podcast comes out, I got to see it on, <laughs> like, on Thursday. Yeah, I saw it, um, I think, Saturday. So, okay. uh, <laughs> I, yeah. 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 So, basic story uh, Steve Carell is a divorced dad mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Chalamet. Uh, his mom is Amy Ryan, who is largely absent from the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carol remarries Tierney. They have more kids. And there's a pretty wide age gap between Chalamet and the other two kids. Mm-hmm. And he uh, gets into drugs. And it, it's all pretty much downhill from there. Mm-hmm. The movie is primarily from Carell's perspective, trying mm-hmm. to... Uh, not only like fix Chalamet and like cure him and, and get him to recover from being a drug addict, but also to understand it and to mm-hmm. come to terms with what it means and figure out how it, how he can best approach that issue from his own, in his own way. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's got this father son dynamic throughout the whole film that, works i think works yeah definitely uh you know it, i it's not like at ever any point i was like oh they don't look like father and son or they don't yeah, act no, like I, father and son they're definitely mm-hmm. a strong you know parent child relationship to pick it depicted mm-hmm. on screen and yeah especially with 
you know, the film is interspersed with a lot of flashbacks that mm-hmm. aren't really designated that way all the time. Mm-hmm. And those scenes are as <laughs> the ones that you can at least discern as being flashbacks are <laughs> uh, very clearly, you know, there's this nice trajectory and progression of their relationship, you know, from Chalamet's childhood until mm-hmm. he became, uh, I guess, I don't know exactly how much time passes in this yeah. movie. <laughs> it's tough to say because Chalamet looks the exact same in every scene he's in, at least and age wise. Like, yeah, and just like the timelines, how it starts like a current day, and then one year earlier, and then it flashes back to like where we're back up to about halfway through the movie. It's it's confusing. Yeah, and it could be like six months between that point and the end, or it could be like two years. And he's, I don't know, 18 to 22. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. He talks about like wanting to go to college or whatever. Like there's that whole college like subplot, I think. Yeah. And he gets to college, but I don't know if he, it looks like he's only there for like a semester, maybe a year. Yeah, I feel like the movie kind of expects you to have read the memoirs. <laughs> in in places, in places, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so, I guess that kind of brings to, to the, the biggest, I think, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the thing. Problem. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I hesitate to say problem, but at least point of conflict between a lot of the people who've seen the movie uh, that... The editing is very distinct. Yeah, well, fine, distinct. <laughs> distinct. I'll call it a. I'll call it a mess. <laughs> I, uh, there are definitely points where I think it's messy, but I I wouldn't blanket yeah. statement call all of it messy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because, like I said, it flashes back a lot. We see Chalamet played by two different younger mm-hmm. boys uh, when he's you know four, seven. I don't know how old. Yeah, and. I like that we see this progression. I like that we get to see him kind of grow up and, and like some of those scenes are definitely paralleled with present day in interesting ways, or at least going for interesting ways. But once we get to the point where we're flashing back to Chalamet as Chalamet's character, that's when things really start to lose focus. And it, 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 you know, it can't help but kind of lose you when you don't have that one year ago, five weeks ago, five years later, however what it is. Uh, or like 2011, 2012, some sort of timestamp to kind of focus yeah. you where you are. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing. Like, it's a kind <laughs> of a cyclical movie. And at any point, Chalamet could be relapsing. He could be mm-hmm. on drugs, off drugs. And there are points where he looks like he is, but he isn't, or looks like he isn't, but he is, or and so on and so forth. And, and if you can't track that, you really mm-hmm. lose your footing in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes you out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's frustrating at points. <laughs> it is. And the the, the only distinguishing factor uh, features on Corel that change are his his facial hair yeah <laughs> it's like darker the, yeah, it gets a little bit of gray and then, then loses mm-hmm. it in the past time yeah i don't uh. <laughs> <laughs> but but that so that's the thing about uh, you know i there have been tons and tons of movies that like feature ad- addiction drugs and so on and so forth and most of them 
are recovery movies where mm-hmm. you have a character who succumbs to drugs or you know some other addiction and by the end of the movie they've pulled themselves out of this downward spiral this movie doesn't play out the same way yeah not like to get into spoilers but like insofar as it's not about i don't i don't ever feel like the movie is about him recovering no it it doesn't play out that way and obviously it's based on a true story so yeah you can go in knowing everything that's going to happen relatively speaking or at least how it's going to end up but it it's more about mm-hmm. the relapsing that's happening throughout this period of time yeah and like this isn't a spoiler because like you know the guy's still alive because it's a true story mm-hmm. but like yeah it's so you know he survives it's just they don't do a good job at showing that <laughs> it's kind of like um, the what I wrote in my review was it feels like it's made for the sun to be like this is what would happen if you go back on drugs again that's like what it feels like to me yeah it looks like it, a cautionary tale it's like a PSA as I saw some people put it mm-hmm. you know you, I, I definitely got the impression that he was going to die especially during like one of the later relapses but oh i mean i didn't because i knew that he's still alive. <laughs> well see i didn't know that i, oh, you didn't? I wasn't okay. aware that he was still alive so i was like oh uh, it makes... that is a spoiler then <laughs> well I, it is what it is but okay I, I guess i think the way it's presented in the movie definitely makes it feel like look this is what's going to happen if you don't straighten yeah. out and i was like mm-hmm. oh they're going to punctuate that with him dying mm-hmm. and it it looks like he's going to die even until the final like few minutes of the i'm trying to be careful with spoilers yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even until like the final few <laughs> minutes of the movie and then no <laughs> but then it's like it it's just like this half and half of like sort of uplifting but sort of a downer and they just can't pick a tone <laughs> well yeah it's so cyclical that one minute you're okay he's getting better he's really turned this around he really wants to be a member of society you know he's Mm -hmm. playing with his younger uh, siblings Mm -hmm. he's a real good son he's going to see his mom all this and all that Mm -hmm. and yet at that point you know he's already relapsed two or three times and you're like okay when's Mm -hmm. next time you know like Mm -hmm. i can't really convince myself to enjoy this because i know Mm -hmm. that it's gonna come crashing down and yeah like um as the next best picture podcast pointed out, but no, um, it's uh, it's fine if you want to have just a bummer movie, but like <laughs> stick with that. Like the at the ending, it's trying to do this half and half, and then there's like a there's a thing that pops up on the screen after the movie and saying like, oh, and by the way, he's been clean for eight years or whatever, and it's just like yeah, it does the. You know, this is based on a true story. This is the events yeah. that happened afterwards. But, like, why not show that? <laughs> why not just, like, is that really how the memoir ends? It just ends like, oh, yeah, and, and like, everything stinks. But but now we know that he's fine. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just such a weird place to end it. I agree. The ending was easily my least favorite part. The way they presented it and... and... Yeah. How they approached it, I was very not much not a fan. 
Like, I wanted to come out of the movie being, like, destroyed. <laughs> but, like, they, it just kind of, it kind of makes you, like, just numb to it, which is maybe the intention. Maybe. But, like, but also I felt, like, I was reading, like, press coverage for this movie and, like, listening to interviews and stuff. And, like, there was one interview where Steve Carell was, like, we want to make it. We don't want to make it seem like addiction's a choice, blah blah blah, and all that stuff. But they don't do a good job at making it not seem like that. Because every every like character that he talks to, it's like, yeah, you're right. He is a choice. Like he talks to that Spencer character, and he's like, yeah, it is. It is a choice, blah blah blah. And they really don't make a good, like they don't do a good job at like saying how it's not a choice. Mm-hmm. It, at least in my opinion, I don't know if you got the same like. I I, I did definitely through the Spencer character who was um, Chalamet's. Uh, yeah, who is he? <laughs> what's the what's the he's the sponsor? Oh, he's like okay. AA or, or mm, okay. yeah, addiction not a sponsor. Mm. And yeah, it and and even from from like Chalamet's point of view, like they ask him at multiple points through the movie, like why. What, what how how did you get here what took got, got you this point and he's just like oh i just i wanted to feel better and it made me feel better and i kept doing it and you know he literally like i did a thing that i wanted to keep yeah. doing sure and you know that doesn't really attack the root of the problem is like well why was he feeling so bet down in the first place you know that that side of the issue never really comes up in the movie mm-hmm. yeah it like, just, I'm not, like, I'm not uh, blaming, like, the character's motivations in the movie because it's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's kind of like how I'm, uh, uh, side note, how I'm upset about certain things in, like, Bohemian Rhapsody, but people just respond, it's it was a true story. Uh, that's a side thing. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's just, uh, like, there's a lot of things, like, We've said that Amy Ryan is mostly absent in the movie, and maybe that's how it was in the memoir. It's just, I don't, I, because the performances are good, it's just, yeah. I, I don't know. It just feels like we kept going over the same three beats about, like, he relapses, but then he gets better, but then he relapses. Like, it just felt like, and there's, like, there are intense scenes in the movie um, I don't know what's considered a spoiler, so I won't mention any of the scenes, but, like, that scene with his uh, girlfriend. Yeah, that's a really intense scene. There are quite uh, a few. Uh, the ambulance, yeah. And, but, it, like, it's kind of forgotten about. <laughs> it is. <laughs> totally glossed over. A lot of those, and even, like, the scene where uh, um, more Tyranny's character gets in the uh, minivan and chases after Chalamet. That's a great scene, like, too. But, like... It's also forgotten about, so we could have mm-hmm. Chalamet doing the same two acts over and over again. It feel it gets repetitive at times. Yeah, my the scene and, that hit me hardest was yeah. during the hike towards the end, the phone call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everything that happens in that scene is walked back. And isn't that near like the final few minutes of the movie? <laughs> yeah, in the last like two to three minutes of the movie, they walk all that back. It's insane. He's like, Steve Grell's basically like, I, I, I can't, I'm done. And like, you feel his exhaustion because it's like the same two. Like that was, Steve Grell gives a good performance because you feel his exhaustion mm-hmm. through the movie. Yeah. Like how it's just the same two things over and over again. And maybe that's how it was in real life. It's just like, who wants to watch that? It's, it's uh, true. <laughs> I think there's something to be said for, uh, 
giving the viewer the feeling that the characters have. Yeah. Like, they totally pull that off in a lot of ways. But on another, on the other side of that, I don't need mm-hmm. to feel exhausted to know that mm-hmm. Steve Carell is exhausted, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Although you, I would have probably liked the movie much better if it just ended like that and there wasn't the text on the screen saying he got better. Because then it kind of also just like, oh, but he also did get better. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be like in a movie about like the six, like, it'd be like in Bohemian Rhapsody if it was just like, hey, they formed and then they got popular. <laughs> at, at, like at the end of the credits, but it only shows them forming. <laughs> Like, like, uh, you can't just say, like, a big point of the movie just, like, oh, and he got better, and then just not show it. Mm-hmm. You can't, like, you can't do that. It's true. It's true. I agree. <clears throat> it... And I don't, I don't know if it's similar. Like, I had problems with uh, Manchester by the Sea when I first saw it, how, like, at the time... Like, I couldn't relate because none of that stuff had happened to me at the time. I don't think this is the same. Because I do feel like Manchester by the Sea does have a few problems where it is kind of like a downer for two hours. Um, Definitely true. I don't, I, don't, I don't think this is the same. I think this is more just poorly edited. I think Manchester works better on, like, a technical level. I agree. And, you know, I really enjoyed Manchester Mm-hmm. Uh, from a film perspective but <laughs> and and I wouldn't say that I really I could I can't really sympathize or or connect to Manchester by Sea more than I could with Beautiful Boy at all I don't have someone in my life that mm-hmm. has suffered yeah. addiction over and over again or anything like that I haven't dealt with mm-hmm. a relapse like this yeah but uh, you know even still like I could I mean it makes you feel bad for the characters it's just uh... yeah it's just, I don't know. It's maybe the movie did exactly what it was intended to do to make you feel exhausted. But like, that's not that's not even like why would you want to watch that? I I don't know. That's I, I, the I agree. That's I the agree. true story. Why would you want? Why like there's and it's not even like so. You're not a wreck at the end. You're just kind of exhausted and like like you said, numb. Yeah, numb, that's and which is maybe it. how it's supposed to. Yeah. Like, Manchester by the Sea, I felt numb, but it was more like I was in a rut, rut for, like, a few days because I was like, this is really depressing. Beautiful Boy, I, yeah, I, I just don't, I just don't, like, I just kind of didn't care after a bit. <laughs> I don't know. And it's a, it's an awful thing to say, like, <laughs> maybe to be, maybe I should be more empathetic. It's just like, I, I don't, like, I don't, like, after, like, the first half an hour, like, if that was going to keep happening where he gets better, but then he doesn't, I was like, I just don't care. Yeah. I, and I, the problem is, and I've always, I don't know. I, I definitely think that when you're dealing with a true story based on a memoir or, you know, anything that's really happened, you're allowed to take some liberties to like make your movie more cinematically pleasing, either if that's narratively or stylistically Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. something like, you don't have to change the facts, but like, I don't know, just make it, I don't know, not make it so, like, numbing. Yeah, and I, I don't know how, how influential, like, the real mm-hmm. character, like, David Chef mm-hmm. and Nick Chef, the real people were in this movie, if they were like, well, look, we want this to portray exactly what happened, maybe that's what, yeah. maybe, I don't know, but I think... Make it a documentary, then. Yeah. 
basically, like they could have, there, there's so many different ways that this could have been presented. And I think it would have been more effective. Um, if someone said, uh, make it a mini series also would work. That's true. Each episode yeah. could be one relapse. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. Were you going to say something? No, no, I think go I, ahead. Uh, okay. I also saw a video. I never, I didn't watch it. I might watch it after this. Talking about how Beautiful Boy is emotionally manipulative. Oh yeah. How the movie is not in the memoir. I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, right, how the right. how the how the movie is emotionally manipulative. Mm-hmm. And even like uh, Next Best Pictures podcast <laughs> said uh, how like it has this really like generic score about like, uh, like oh and this is where we're going to make you feel sad and blah blah. blah. That's true. The score. The score is fine. Uh, the soundtrack does not fit, and that's probably my least favorite scene. The uh, without any spoilers, like the car scene uh, where it's like flashing back and forward, and one of the scene, one of the the flashback is Salome like listening to that heavy rock song. Yes, and then like, but it's also an emotional scene, and like I get what they were going for. It just did not work. Yeah, it it felt like a scene that. I, 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 it might have even just worked if the song was different, like if it wasn't such a heavy song, even. Like I get, like I even understand like what they were going for, like. But I, I just, I don't know. It just didn't. Yeah. And like I, I had, I think I told you privately that like there were scenes where the audience legitimately like started chuckling. Do you remember any of them? I, I'm trying to think. It was just that I don't remember any specific things, but it was like uh, just that some weird edits. I think there was that one scene, like the sprinkler goes off. I think I remember laughing, like hearing laughing. Okay. There's like they're like outdoors playing, like because it's like a heavy scene, and then it's like sprinkler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's just it was like it led a lot of people like after the movie to like start talking about like the real. Like it feel felt more like a informative type look than like anything actually like that you'd want to watch. It did feel like a documentary at points, mm-hmm. um, and like there were scenes like there's that scene in the beginning. I mean, it's not really a spoiler since it doesn't come back at all. Where um, where like you see like the front of Krell's car, like the headlight, it's like cracked off. Yeah. And like I thought that was going to come back every time Chalamet got in a car and started driving, and he was like dazed out i thought it was going to come back like you'd get in a crash but no it's just something that i guess it's world building but it like doesn't it doesn't further anything uh yeah i I, like i don't maybe that's a that's probably a that's probably a nitpick but like i don't know it just seemed like a weird detail to put in i had even forgotten about that until you just mentioned it (laughs) yeah no i noticed that i was like well i guess it's gonna be like it's gonna come back and it just didn't (laughs) yeah he like this you, you, there's that yeah what I was uh, just going to describe the scene yeah. like Carell mm-hmm. gets out of his car the second car yeah. I, I don't know if it was Chalamet's car I guess it was his mm-hmm. car I suppose and he just like it looks at it and admires it and like checks like this is scratched and dinged up and like the light mm-hmm. is broken yeah. and then he goes but inside but it's not broken beforehand yeah it's not broken beforehand when Chalamet takes the car out so I'm like yeah. it doesn't happen here <laughs> but no right. I wonder if the memoir, if it says anything, like, I, yeah, that's why I want to read the memoir, so I could see if, like, what was missing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there were two scenes in particular I thought it was going to happen. I thought it was going to happen when Tierney is chasing after him. Yes. And I thought, or I thought it was going to happen when um he, like, has that job interview or something and he has to take the car out late at night or something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. There are really good scenes. There's that really good scene about, like, uh, Steve Carell asks Chalamet if he's high right now. Yes. Like, when he takes, like, the $8 from, like, his... Oh, my uh, goodness. That's an amazing scene. I love that. They. I uh, wish there was... Yeah, cause, I cause don't know. <clears throat> the, just the way they... Because it that, starts that's, that's, with the, well, the younger oh, yeah. siblings, like, in crying and, like, arguing yeah. with each other. And Chalamet's, like, annoyed. He's trying to, like, yeah. sleep and yeah. And then, you know, so Corel's like, well, what's wrong? What's the problem? And when the... Mm-hmm. I guess I think it's the his brother, the little brother, mm-hmm. says, like, my savings are gone. Yeah. And Corel's like... I forget. I don't know if Corel asks the kid, like, how much it was or when he says how much it was. No, the... It, the- Kid does he doesn't ask the kid, but I guess he knows that it's eight dollars. Yeah, yeah, because and later on he it just like as soon as you hear that like the savings are gone, you're like, okay, I know exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And now we gotta. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even know exactly. I just thought it was a non sequitur because that movie loved doing non sequiturs. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I figured that it was probably okay. Chalamet that yeah. took it, and then you have the confrontation yeah. scene, which is so yeah, perfect. It's my, it's my favorite scene in the movie. It's like a legitimately good scene. It is. It's it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. And well, most of the scenes between Carell and, and Chalamet are very good. In the diner, they have that argument yeah. um about control and, and such, uh, which mm-hmm. I really liked. And um there's the scene with uh when he's sober and he comes home late. If yeah to yeah. to step around some of the specifics. <laughs> Yeah, that I and both of those I really liked as well. Yeah, I I don't know. I just it, a lot of it could have been fixed in the editing room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like like I, they should have. I don't know. They should have given it more time. Push it till next year for award season. Like just give it more. Give it more time. I don't know if they rushed to get this out, but like I. Yeah, I'm not sure what the timeline was. Yeah, like when it was filmed, when it was yeah, but maybe just hold it off a year. <laughs> I mean, even maybe, even a month, though, I, you know? Yeah, I'm interested to see, like, what... Like, I know a lot of the things we're mentioning might seem minor, but it, it is distracting at points. Just, like, if our all our problems remain around, like, the editing and stuff, and the ending, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it really does detract from the movie. Like, I, I think you gave it a rotten rating, right? I gave it a, a 5. 5 mm-hmm. out of 10 and I, equivalent. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think that you could, like... Had just a few things been changed, it could have been really good. Like it's so close to being amazing, but as it is, it's not like it. I barely call it good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> I, I I I I don't know. It just <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. I don't no it kind of leaves it left me like speechless and not in a good way <laughs> right but i can't call i don't think i call it bad no i wouldn't call it bad it has bad aspects but mm-hmm. yeah. it's okay overall for mm-hmm. me yeah um yeah so that's i don't know like i i guess like we said, you know, I guess it has a shot with Chalamet because he is quite yes. strong in the movie. Yeah, and aside from that, I don't think it gets in screenplay because that category is kind of stacked this year. Yeah. Um, 
Maybe Carell. Carell seems more like uh, he gets a Globe nom and he gets a SAG nom and everyone thinks he gets an Oscar nom like Battle of Sexes, uh, but then he doesn't. Uh, yeah, maybe for Carell, probably more likely for drama, but even then, a lot of things go, are going drama this year, so maybe not. Um, yeah. I think he's also on the edge of that. Yeah, I just don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Disappointing, since I love Steve Carell. Disappointing. Oh, um, I don't know if we're close to ending this or... <laughs> what do you got? Um, the the whole Steve Carell sounds like Michael Scott thingy. Yeah. Did you? I don't. Um, there are. I could see where people are coming from. I think a big thing is context. Right. There's only one moment where it, I, I thought of it when I was mm-hmm. watching the movie. And I was telling you, uh, we were off the cuff talking about like it reminds me. It, uh, someone was saying it reminded them of that one scene where he's like, uh, "Get in there right now, or I'm gonna lose it." And I <laughs> I knew the exact scene they were talking about. Yeah. It's, like, near the beginning-ish, like, beginning-middle-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what the dialogue even is, but... Yes, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, what was the dialogue? Oh, I, I don't know specifically what the dialogue yeah. was. I think, he, isn't he on the phone with Amy Ryan or something? Or was that a different scene? Um, that That's not the know. scene that I connected to. No, I, I know what you're... But, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think that's a different scene, yeah. It's not even like the. It's not even the. My son is out there, and I don't know what he's doing. Like that's a good scene. Mm-hmm. Like that's. I could get the agitation. There is one scene where he he just kind of like he starts off quietly and then he yells. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I guess. I mean, it it wasn't that bad. I I didn't like laugh at it, but it was like the one scene. <laughs> but I think it more even if like the office never existed, I don't know if people would laugh at it as much. I think it's just, like, it's, context is a big thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, just, like, everyone knows him as Michael Scott because he was played that character yeah. for so many years. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't think there'd be any sort of issue with it whatsoever. Like, there, there is, like, that just, like, also that one scene where Chalamet seems so clean at that time. And he's, uh, they're doing, like, the, the father and son, and they're, like, finishing each other's sentences. <laughs> like, that, that game they play around the table. Oh, yeah. And you hear... You hear Carell laugh, and I was like, oh, it's Steve Carell just laughing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, but other than that, I thought Carell did better than most people gave him credit for. Like, the performances are really good, and I wouldn't even I wouldn't even blink an eye if, like, it got, like, a SAG Ensemble nomination, because I think the performances are really good, and I think even the screenplay's pretty good. I know people disagree with that one line, the relapse is uh, the step to recovery. Yeah. And, I mean, I can't judge on that because yeah um right i have nothing to go off of um another good scene is near the end uh with that that lady who's saying like how she lost a friend to addiction and she's like and i've been in mourning and i've actually been in mourning even when they were alive because they weren't fully there yeah that's a great like that's another, that's another good scene and that that makes you empathize more. <laughs> I wish there was more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also wish there was kind of an up, like a little bit more of an uplifting moment or just a rip out your heart moment. But they do kind of just leave you in a numb moment, which is maybe what it was supposed to do. I don't know. I need to read the memoirs. Right. <laughs> maybe it's something that shouldn't have been made into a movie. I don't know. <laughs> it frustrates me. Yeah, that's, but, that's uh, tough, to, tough yeah. to say. After, but after that negative review, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I would rec- I would recommend for Chalamet's performance, and just to see how maybe it's not even like it's not even like laugh out loud bad editing. Like it's not a so bad it's good. It's just kind of messy at points. Mm-hmm. It's inconsistent. 
that's that's how I describe it. It's inconsistent. Yeah, and and you know, you mentioned an ensemble nomination. <laughs> I don't know that I would go that far, but uh, but I definitely agree. Like Mara Tierney, Amy Ryan, you know, in their limited roles are both good yeah, when they're on the screen. Maura Tierney isn't as limited, but yeah, Amy Ryan is literally plays like it's it plays woman on phone. Yeah, pretty much. And I don't know. I don't know what's a spo- what are spoilers anymore. <laughs> um, and then I was the the opening scene. We cold open on Steve Carell talking to this psychologist or her mm-hmm. doctor. I forget his. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his specialty is. And we we eventually re- go back to this scene. Yeah, that was where the editing started getting confusing for me. And they were in the opening. <laughs> they don't show you who the doctor is. Yeah, and... I thought it was. I didn't think it was a doctor. Even I thought it was for like an interview. Right, or something. that's what I got. I thought he, like people, someone was gonna like be writing it down to like share a story or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, so then they come back to it. They reveal like, oh, it's a doctor. He's kind of just trying to learn yeah. more about his son. But yeah, the reveal that the doctor is Timothy Hutton was really really bizarre oscar winner <laughs> timothy hutton mm-hmm. is in like has like less than a minute of screen time in this movie mm-hmm. it's pretty pretty shocking I, it just really yeah. like threw me for a what second a twist. i don't know like obviously like he's an actor he can do whatever he wants but but yeah. it was just it just kind of really sh- took me out of it for a brief second yeah i mean and you say like you say, like, you bought, like, the father-son dynamic. There was one scene that I didn't buy. It was weird. And it's supposed to be, like, a, a powerful scene where they flash back and they're both, like, recreationally smoking or whatever. Oh, right. right. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't buy it. Maybe I just, because I see Steve Carell as the person, as a, like, a guy who wouldn't smoke that much. Hmm. I don't know. That could be a side thing. There's also that scene where that one, it seems like an out-of-place scene where Carell snorts the cocaine. Yeah, I... It doesn't seem like something the character would do. I, I don't know. But maybe that's what the character... That probably isn't a... That probably isn't made up. That's probably something that happened since it seems like a big detail to... I think it happens not too soon. Happen. I mm-hmm. think there's a point where he does... Where I felt he was desperate enough to, like, do something like that. But I think but it also, shows up too soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, my problem in the movie was, like, from the trailer, I was, like... I was like, this is too tough of a watch because my, like, Carell in the movie just, from the trailer, just, like, his mannerisms reminded me of my late father. Mm. And I was, like, comparing it to my father. And that was, like, a wrong way to go out about it because I was like, my father would have never <laughs> snorted cocaine. Um, right. But, or even smoke. Um, like, yeah, so that was my problem. But even, like, I just didn't see Carell. But it probably is... Like, I don't think they got anything factually wrong about it, but I can't judge right. because I haven't read the memoir. And I hear people who have read the memoir like it so much. I just... Maybe. <laughs> maybe we'd, we'd, we'd read the memoir and it'd be like, everything sucks. And like, <laughs> and that would just be the... I just... If you were going to do the Everything Sucks movie, end it there and don't be like he got better he's been better for 14 years because you don't get the impression for that movie that he's been better that's the problem that, you don't get the impression that was my biggest question he- so like you said there's end title cards that kind of explain extrapolate out what happens after the last scene and mm-hmm. we just watched a movie that takes place over like 3 or mm-hmm. 4 years where he relapses mm-hmm. 
half a dozen times. Yeah. And then they say, but now he's been clean for X number of years. Has he? Like, uh, yeah, we don't get the impression. It doesn't, it doesn't just, just doesn't gel with what I just watched. Like, you know, in real life, like, yeah, but like from a movie, if you knew nothing about the anything, if you're just going into the movie as a movie, like, you don't get the impression that, oh, yeah, he's better. Uh, um, I kind of liken it to, like, we just watched a sports movie where our team lost every game. And then the end title and then card like, is... And they won ten titles yeah, and then in they the won the championship that year. Like, what? How does that happen? <laughs> it's Space Jam, but they stopped the movie at halftime. Yeah, right. And they're like, oh, and by the way, they did make a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just... I, I don't... I, and uh, yeah, I didn't even I didn't even stay for the title. I saw the first title card of like he's been better, and then I was just like, oh, I'm done with Aww. this. Screw, screw this! Like I don't care what you have. Don't tell your plot through. That's what Next Best Picture yeah, said. said. Like don't tell plot, don't tell your plot through a bunch of end title cards. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the word. Like I like sc- like that ending makes me so angry. Like even if that like even if this movie's a hundred percent factually correct, like. That ending just annoyed me so much. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and by the way, he got better, even though two minutes ago he wasn't. Yeah. Two minutes ago, if like, you cut to black, he was on the we assume he's bathroom dead. <laughs> like, yeah, dead. Even if you cut to black and he's walking off with his father, like, you still assume he's not that much better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, gosh, that was a bad ending. Yeah. I, I, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Like, it has the high highs of, like, the are you high right now, and then it has just that, oh my gosh, that ending annoyed me so much. Um, it's just, and I'm trying, there was one other thing I I wanted to say. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, next best picture. I hope they listen to this podcast, do they? I don't. I do get tweeted at, so like, some of your tweets get liked by them, I'm pretty sure. I've, I've talked to them on twitter before i don't imagine that they've listened to much of our <laughs> stuff though oh what a bummer i'd be plugging them so many times i'll i'll have to message matt since i do actually know him in another group <laughs> um uh, i have a better chance of getting him <laughs> but yeah it's not a recovery movie it's a relapse yes. movie yes hmm. i'm gonna call so we should probably wrap all this right up. thank you for doing this episode do i have anything to plug if you want uh, when does this go out? Wednesday. Wednesday. Ah, uh, so I can't tell people to vote. No, um, unfortunately. No. Vote for next. Next. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, watch Slenderman. I don't know. If still <laughs> watch Slenderman. Oh man. I haven't watched it. It didn't even work out that one no. time. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Watch them. Um, I don't know what I'm even playing this week since the new slate hasn't gone out. Um. Yeah, everyone, uh, play Fantasy Movie League, but uh, play eight different movies. It works out every time. Like, eight separate movies. Because that's how you fill up your Cineplex yeah. with eight different movies. Why would you show the same movie over and over again? Yeah, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Yeah, that's not how you run your your <laughs> local Cineplex. <laughs> I, I'm joking. Play, uh, don't play more than five different movies. <laughs> yes. Maybe once there's been a six-movie PC before, but yeah, twice. But yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, watch good movies, and don't watch Bohemian Rhapsody since I had problems with it. Don't form your own opinions about it. Um, 
No, but seriously. Uh, <laughs> don't form your own opinions. Yeah, don't do it. It's not, I'm right. And I, I, it really disappoints me. It is, I'm so angry about that, how people were like, well, that was just the real times, but then, like, they just ignore that so many things were incorrect about that movie. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a sub, we could do another podcast about that, but yeah. Um, yeah. I guess let's move on to watch Slenderman and, uh, don't form your own opinions and play different movies and fantasy movies. All right. Yes. I, I approve. Good ending. Approve. It's as good of an ending as Beautiful Boy. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Thanks for doing this. Yes. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to listen to more episodes, you can find this podcast at circleoffilm.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. If you'd like to follow Ryan on Twitter, you can find him at circleoffilm. Or contact him through email at circleoffilm at gmail.com. You can also support the show at patreon.com slash circleoffilm for as little as eight cents an episode. Thank you again for listening, and have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long.